Welcome to the Keeping It Real Estate podcast. I am Ali Vasquez, the team leader of the Vasquez team of Karis Realty Group, and we are based out of Maryland. So, Jason, we have you on today because we're doing something that's kind of unique, um, where it's building on your own lot. That's a lot of what you have built your career on, and so today we wanted to talk about when is building on your lot a good option for people? Where do you see a lot of opportunities in our area for building on your own lot? Uh, build on your own lot is uh, usually a good choice or option when you're beating your head against the current market, which has very low inventory. Unfortunately, it takes a little bit of a hand-holding process for all parties involved, lenders, uh, realtors, um, end-user clients, uh, to get through this process. Yeah, people are used to new construction being, let me go to a model, let me go to an already existing community, and they'll just hook me up. Um, this is obviously for, I would say, our more creative clients. Creative, yes, but um, um, people have a little bit more patience um, and a little bit more vision. Unfortunately, in today's uh, Amazon Prime society, as I call it, most clients uh, lack vision and patience. Again, that's where it's important that all parties get on, on board with, with helping the end user, a client, get to the, uh, to the closing table. For those of you that aren't familiar with Build On Your Own Lot, it's kind of when you go into a neighborhood and you see that there's a loose lot here, just one sitting that nobody's built on, um, or you know, even in some of our more rural areas, when you go out and you just see a singular lot or a couple of lots together, um, that's where we are finding the synergy of putting people who are not happy with the current options that are out there for their own home purchase. We found that a lot of times building on your own lot is cheaper than what's out there, right? Yes, more, more often than not, it is cheaper than what's out there because you are, in essence, um, constructing the home on your own. You're purchasing land, um, you're getting a loan to actually do the construction of the home, uh, which is, in essence, cheaper. You're buying it in parts as opposed to buying it already finished, one and done. Uh, so, so in essence, it is cheaper. And as I like to explain to most of the clients, you do get a nice equity bump come year one and two when you, uh, when you refinance your property. Yeah, if you're in one of those already existing communities, you'll, you're, there's never a breakdown of what is my money actually going to. They're just like, this is the price. If you like it, put in an offer. If not, keep it moving where in this you're really, you know, you get to see exactly where your money's going, how things are being broken out when you sell it. And it's a little bit more of a transparent process. Don't you agree? I do agree. How long does the build on your own lot process take uh, as opposed to other construction options that are out there? Other construction options are usually ready built or something that's in the process of being done. Um, a to be built is one of the uh, longer processes. Um, it's usually why you want to find a lot that is uh, permit ready or buildable um, as opposed to one that needs some, uh, some further development. Right now, uh, because of the uh, pandemic and other backlogs, we are still uh, uh, finding delays in permitting going forward. Hopefully that will, uh, will alleviate itself. I have had clients before who are very committed to their vision um, and have had lots that are less buildable and they were, they were very open to a one year, two year, whatever, however many year process. Um, now, then again, they said that and then once they found a better lot that was easier, they were like, okay, let's go with that one. But really it's, you know, it's because it's built on your own lot, it's whatever you want, it's whatever you are comfortable with, it's whatever you make of it.
Yes, and this is one of the, the, the few times in which the, almost the entirety of the process is um, in your court. Usually you're buying someone else's old home, for lack of a better word, and most people are okay with that. Uh, some people want new and fresh. Um, this allows you to control the process, pick your colors, pick your finishes, literally um, uh, build the home just as you would like it. Yeah. I spoke on another episode about Clarksburg and how, you know, you and I have done a lot of business in Clarksburg with this with this situation. I think it's really interesting to see what was being sold as resales, meaning already existing homes, and what we were giving people for almost the exact same price. Um, I thought that was just really like, you know, when we had clients who came out there to the lots and they were like, oh, it's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't I do this when I can get someone else's already lived-in home for the, almost the exact same price? And, and your home is obviously newer and yours. better because it's yours. Yeah, so it's definitely a great option. So I think the podcast is kind of a great place for us to talk about, like the parts that, you know, we run into that are a little funnier. So... How picky can people be when they want to build on their own lot? Extremely picky. Um, as I said before, one of the beauties of, of on your own lot is you get to pick all of your finishes and get to pick everything that you want. That can work against you. Um, all of a sudden now you want to pick every single thing and be a part of every single process, which can hinder the process at times. We've priced out elevators. <laughs> Literally. We've priced out, people just think, then people get a little crazy, right? They want to add on every option. Um, I remember somebody was like, I want to put in a sky basement. And I'm like, what's that? And they said, I don't know, but I saw it and I clicked on it and I want it now. You can be as involved or as not involved as you want. Um, I have a client who is handing rocks to the mason when the mason does the fireplace and the mason is going to put their rock collection in the fireplace. Um, that's very involved. All obviously very beautiful, very personal. But if you're like, nah, man, we got it. You can go ahead and kind of take it and do what you want. You can get as involved as you want. You can go fully custom. Um, just understand what that means. Um, it's that much more expensive and that much more of a lengthy process. But it is fully custom. You will get the exact home that you want. Mm -hmm. So how? Uh, so that kind of leads into the next question about builders. Um, what kind of builders? are out there that we use or that can be used all different level of builders from your your local yokel guy for, for lack of a better word that builds just a couple of homes a year to um what i like to use what i call your mid-tier builder which build between three to five hundred homes a year that can build you what's called a semi-customizable home in a decent amount of time then you have your uh full-on uh large national builders which don't cater to you at all, only really care about their, their bottom line. <clears throat> and then in there are um, small little no-name custom builders, which are the most expensive, and they're usually names that you've never even heard of. Yeah. When you add the word custom onto it, just n realize that there is a custom price tag just for having that in there. And um, these, these smaller custom builders uh, charge what they do because they can. So they don't have any sort of incentive to lower their price and they will get their clients no matter what and they'll meet their yearly goal. And so if that's something that you really want, a fully customized home, then that's what you can obviously get. 
we found that most of our clients fit into that mid-tier builder range where they're fine with a model, they're fine with a concept and a little tweak here and there um, as opposed to the complete custom home that then fetches the very large price tag, right? Yeah, it's not, not only that, but it's time. Yes. Time is something to think about. Uh, it's, it's just as valuable as money in this process. The smaller builders also, they have a certain amount that they can do per year and then they're done. So, um, you know, a lot of them are booked out already. So you can't even get started for another year before you begin building, right? That's one of the things we run into. Yes. Also, one of the flexibilities of working with a larger builder is if you're developers like we are and we need to ramp up business, you'll find that the smaller builders will tell you to pump your brakes and they can only do X amount of homes a year um, where you're not uh, you're not held back with, with a larger builder. Would you say it's harder to choose the land or the model of the home? The question is, is it harder to choose the land or the model of the home? Each can be just as tricky. I think they kind of go hand in hand. Yes. Sometimes, um, like our lot in Damascus, um, somebody really wanted this model. They were obviously in love with the land, but they wanted this model. Well, guess what? This model did not fit on this lot. So when you kind of go into the situation where you're finding the lot, you need to figure out what the build box is. You need to figure out where the building restriction lines are so that you know that your model will fit there. Going back to that question, you want to look at the project in its totality. You don't want to fall in love with one model or one lot uh, because they may not go together. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they, they have to. Um, certain models and styles of homes fit on certain styles of, of lots. Yes, I found a lot of people fall in love with one or the other and then are a little more flexible with, you know, if you love the lot, then these are the models and you're going to have to deal with it or vice versa. A lot of people, you know, uh, they come to us saying, we were referred to you from this builder. We love this model. Which one of your lots can we fit that model on? And then we have a little bit more flexibility in the plan. Yes. If somebody's not picky at all, would you say this is a good option for them? It might be a little overwhelming, in my opinion. Somebody who's not picky and is just like, I'll take whatever, that's probably more of a walk into a model home. Yeah, that's more of a walk into a model home, something that's a resale where they can immediately make a decision on the spot. This is a process that has uh, multiple steps and requires um, multiple decisions uh, and requires that the, the client and everybody involved be, be very hands-on. For, for someone to, that's a little bit more passive, um, this isn't probably the process. But if you're one of those people that's really overwhelmed by a lot of decisions, then this might not be this trajectory for you just because there are a lot of decisions to be made as far as options, as far as, you know, questions that I can, t I, you know, sometimes I hear the question and I'm like, wow, there's not any sort of time in my life where I would ever care about the answer. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter to me. Um, but they are asking you to make decisions about that, so... Do you agree? Yes. All right. Well, next time, Jason, we'll have you back and we'll talk about the other side, which is where if you own real, if you currently own lots and you want to figure out how to market them and um, a better way to get people to buy and see the vision and build their home on it, how we can help you with that. Does that sound good? Sounds great. I look forward to it. Thank you for coming on the Keeping It Real Estate podcast with me. And I can't wait to see you um, in five minutes.